Now, in my 14 years in the emergency medicine world, I have done a lot of things. Actually, at the beginning of October, it's been very great. I've seen two gruesome dead bodies in the last week. Perfect way to start October and Halloween. You don't really want to hear about that, so I'm going to move on. But anyway, in my line of work, it's pretty cool. Anyway, uh, one of the things that I have not done in the scope of practice for a paramedic is something called cannulating the external jugular vein. Now, it's not something that we do often um, because really there's not a lot of opportunities that present themselves that necessitate this procedure. Well, that was until this past Thursday. Thursday night into Friday morning, I was continuing my practice of riding on an ambulance in the Hampton Fire Department for 24 hours, and we got a call in the middle of the night for a 67-year-old gentleman who was having a good deal of breathing difficulty. As we were treating this gentleman, it became apparent that we needed to get an external jugular cannulation, or an EJ. The team leader voiced the concern and said, we need to get this done. So I looked at him, grabbed a very large needle, and I said, I got this. Now internally, I was confident, but very hesitant, because I've been trained on what to do. I possess the knowledge. I also have the wisdom to know how to perform the procedure and the wisdom to know that it was necessary. Now I have started countless, possibly thousands of IVs on arms and legs over 14 years in emergency medicine. But until that moment, I lacked the actual experience of having performed an EJ on a live patient. In the critical moment, my knowledge was there, wisdom was present, and in a split second, I went from not ever having done one to having successfully performed one in a high-stress, critical moment. So now, I have experience. Knowledge is different from wisdom, and they are both different from experience. The first reading tells us that King Solomon prays for wisdom and that it is given to him. He is supposed to have been one of the wisest people in existence, if not the wisest person in history. He had a lot of knowledge. He knew many things. But then he prays for wisdom so that he would know how to apply that knowledge in particular situations. Because knowledge is power, except when you don't know how to implement what you know. Now, as a child, I remember there was a movie that I loved, and it had in it the phrase, well, one of the main characters says the following. He says, yeah, I can teach Japanese to a monkey in 46 hours. The key is just finding a way to relate to the material. Now, knowledge is knowing the Japanese. Wisdom is knowing how to teach it to a monkey. But experience is something that only happens in practicality when you try and teach that monkey Japanese. Knowledge and wisdom are both hypothetical, ethereal concepts that have no basis in real life. So until you actually try to apply your knowledge and wisdom, you have no idea whether your knowledge and praxis are practical. Now, like I said, you can know things, but if you don't know how to apply that knowledge, it's useless. And experience is something altogether different. Now, why does any of this matter? Well, here's why. Because I hear all the time, in person, and I read online, people saying something to this effect, almost this exact phrase, as it were. They say, well, I'm not Catholic anymore, but I did go to Catholic school, so therefore I know what I'm talking about. Some of you may be here this morning. So let me say to those people, 
No, you don't. You have no idea what you're talking about. If all you possess is factual knowledge of God, this is not faith. This is knowledge, which has to exist before love can start. For we cannot love that which we do not know. So maybe you did go to Catholic school and you have factual knowledge about Jesus. Congratulations. Do you have wisdom? Can you convincingly speak to others about your knowledge of God and his ways to help them navigate their life because of your knowledge? And if you have that knowledge, have you ever tried helping anyone to have an experience of God? I don't mean did you invite them to church to listen to bad music and boring homilies. I mean did you help them actually experience the divine? Did they know and understand God better because of your experience of God? For we cannot pass on what we ourselves do not possess. So we cannot hope to have someone have an experience of God if we ourselves have never experienced the divine. I can have knowledge that God is supposed to be Father. And I can tell others that he cares for us better than any earthly father ever could. And experience is having had a time when life was good or bad, up or down, but that we actually felt the healing presence of the Eucharist in adoration or in Mass. Or that the word of God, that two-edged sword, reached into our lives and ripped us from the error of sin. Built on our knowledge and our experience of God, do we have the wisdom to help others in their time of need and searching for God? The Gospel today shows of someone who is very smart. He knows the commandments. He knows God. He wants to serve Him. But He has not had an experience of Him that has shaken Him to the core in the most wonderful of ways that He would be willing to give up everything for the Kingdom. Maybe it's not love of things that gets us to forsake the Lord. Maybe it's power. Maybe it's sex. Maybe it's money. Anything, really. An inflated sense of ourselves can even be the thing that keeps us from the Lord. Anything can become a stumbling block. So what are we to do if we find ourselves in this predicament? Well, first, we should pray that the Lord gives us knowledge of our sins so that we may better confess them. We also pray for wisdom, that the Lord would help us know how to avoid these situations that lead us to sin or the near occasion of sin, and that we would be able to avoid them in the future. And we also pray for experience, an experience of forgiveness that is so powerful and overwhelming that we would want to treat others with that same clemency that we have been treated with, even when they treat us poorly and are in most need of our own mercy. So when it comes to confession, even though a lot of people went to Catholic school all the way through, a lot of people still have no idea how to make a good confession. And that's not anything against them, but it's because they don't know what sins they need to confess. Now, there is a thing called an examination of conscience, and this formula asks us questions based on either the Ten Commandments or Catholic morality in general, but it allows us to have knowledge of the ways that we have offended God so that we can avoid them in the future and achieve holiness and bring about the kingdom of God here and now. So in case you would like to look at one of these examinations of conscience, I have a QR code in the back. 
taped to the back doors right behind you are two very large, you can't miss them, QR codes. If you scan your phone, just take your, your camera out, point it at the QR code, the phone will do the rest. Apple's amazing. Well, every other phone can do it too. But there is a QR code in the back so that you can pull up this examination of conscience so that you would have better knowledge of what it is that we need to confess when we go to confession. We can live our whole life as a Catholic having knowledge of God, but still never having an experience of the divine. One of the reasons that our life is so clouded with sin, I'm sorry, one of the reasons that happens is that our life is so clouded with sin that we cannot see the sun. Knowledge of God's ways can lead us to experience his goodness. Wisdom allows us to share that knowledge and experience with others. Ultimately, it all leads to love, that we may love others in a way that builds up the body of Christ and the love of God that we know, or sorry, and the love of God that we may know, love, and serve him in this life and be happy with him forever in the next.